Good afternoon. Um, today I'm just going to talk about one of the conversations that I had with a friend of mine. Okay, well, I've been having this conversation with people for quite some time about migration, language, and what it means to be a person from Limpopo. Well, this is my perspective, so don't use me as a sample. This is just my story to try to bring you to the picture and make you understand. There's a lot of stereotypes that come in and with people from different tribes and different provinces about the people we are and what makes us the people we are, you know. So those views, some true, some lie, but I'm not here to discuss gossip or discuss, try to cause tensions with my views and whatever. I'm just going to explain my story and just try to bring you in. Well... We all know, I don't know if you guys know that Limpopo is very, it's a big province, but you know the Venda population is actually less than a million. That's something that most people don't know. We're quite small. We're actually small, I think the smallest in Limpopo amongst the Tsonga and Pedi speaking people. But that already tells you our social structure of where we come from. So given that, having growing up in an area where you are the minority always, what does that call for? This calls for you to be the one who adapts, you see. So you can never enforce. You are the one who's always having to fit in. And and that I think that's one of the bases where that created this whole Shumara Venda thing. Not necessarily in a sense that the mindset we have and most people have at home is that of we are very protective of our own. Notness, it's yeah, well, it plays a role in intensifying tribalism, but it's just a protective measure to protect each other from, you know, people from outside, as we refer to you guys as bakada, meaning people from outside. You know, we are very protective of our own, and there, there, there are factors that feature in into why people from that place behave the way they behave from my understanding i'll give you a small story about my life just to basically bring you in i was born in Tando in Chirizin, in one of the big hospitals in venda and having been born there i basically lived there uh, i'd love to say i lived a comfortable life from a township in umnedane uh, Went to good schools even when I was at home. I was fortunate for that. I'm also very thankful for that. Um, then my parents moved from and that to KZN. I think it was 99, 2000. I'm not so sure about the year anymore. It's been quite some time now. And when I arrived in KZN, the first thing that I realized is the fact that things are different. You understand? Like your entire world is absolutely different like it's not how things are at home so what forced me to change i mean that forced me to actually change my thinking change the way i speak then the way i am most people will be like why do you have to change the way you have i was i was a kid and when you're a kid you need to fit in you need not necessarily fit in but you want to have things like friends and the only way you're going to do that is actually when you sound like them when you become one of them and and you that's growing up and being a child, having to stand alone and say, I don't need people, is something that you don't know at that age. So, moving away from that, 
I got in there and I made a couple of friends. Most of them, I think ninety percent, basically all of them were, were black, and it's Zulu-speaking people. I've I've never really had a lot of white friends. Then the people like Roger, those are the couple of people that we interacted with. But besides, so in being in primary, obviously when you get there in the environment, I went. I mean, I stayed in Zululand, pro Zulu area. So it's really the depth of Kizaren. It's in the sides where they call them the Bundos, the villages, you know. Um, even people from Durban call refer to these people from Zululand as people from the farms. That's how deep Zulu it is. So having arriving in a place like that, you. You do. You came across, you know, having been called a foreigner, all these things, and when I was growing up, but that that didn't bother me at all per se. But, and I would say that, even the friends that I had that I've known for years, they themselves never had interest in learning my language. For years, I was angry, and I always asked myself, why didn't these guys ever want to know my language? You know, why didn't they have interest to even know? I think the only thing they used to know was Hinda. Hey, Barmini, you know, those, hey, Msanda, those are basically the terms that they knew. I've known some people from, some of them I've known them since grade 6 until matric, until this day and age. They still don't know anything past that. And I always ask myself, why are they so stubborn? Like, I used to believe that that's the call for me to call them stubborn. Then I realized that, no, actually, it's not really about that. So... Why I say the things I say is that I then looked at people, my own relatives that stayed at home in villages and those that never actually go to cities and never go to big cities like Johannesburg in Pretoria and Cape Town and all those places. Those that were born, bred and lived there for years. You know, they never bothered to learn about learn other people's languages too. Why is that? Over and above just knowing what happens on television, you know, this language that they hear from TV generation and all the soapies that play on ACBC. They, they they don't know their languages. They don't know much about other tribes and they're very, they hold a certain view and mindset towards other tribes because of the environment where they live in. Where they, so their the environment shaped their thinking in a way. So I, that's when I started being much more open-minded on people from other tribes, you know. Because people can come and say people from Kizaran are actually backwards. They don't want to learn other people's languages. Then I moved to Mafeking. And I went to Mafeking. I experienced the very same thing. When I got there, I was speaking English and I was being responded to in Sichuan. I remember my first day in Mafeking when I got there with my bags. I didn't even know where I was supposed to go. And I was trying to converse to this lady by the gate. She responded to me in Sichuan. And that's it went about that way for my entire degree, my undergrad and my postgraduate. And that made me understand that this issue is not a tribe thing. It's just a whole lot of how, where people come from, they will always, people will never inconvenience themselves if their lives are comfortable. I don't know if you get that because let's take it in this way. What is the purpose of a person in Kizaran and Zululand who stays here to learn Chivenda? I honestly speaking, that I feel like you're asking for too much. From a person to expect them to learn another language if there's no purpose you know the problem with people is that there's this whole idea that the more you, the more languages you know the better you are but honestly speaking 
there is really no purpose unless you really have to travel to other places another if unless you have to go interact with other things and given that you can still learn them as time goes by there's no time limit to say don't learn this language why doesn't this person learn this language i'm very much against you know tribal comments and you know xenophobic things and xenophobic views about people and the stereotype negative stereotypes about people but forcing people to learn my language i'm not about that i mean me learning another person's language is beneficial to me not to them you see it's beneficial to me in a sense that i get to live and be comfortable wherever i go i can go to northwest and learn another language i can go to i can go to pulukwane and still be able to interact and not have a problem with adjusting and finding my way so it simplifies my life that's the reason why i learned those languages and i i adapted does it is it does it feel good to learn other languages personally i feel like it's for my own benefit i wouldn't go around expecting people in other tribes to learn my language you know what good does it do them do you understand if a person migrates from here to venda and they stay five years there and come back not knowing the language that is their problem because that does not complicate anybody's life in limpopo i don't know if you understand it complicates their own life and if they feel that's the way they want to go about it then i i honestly speaking i feel like i shouldn't one shouldn't invest so much energy on trying to convince a person to learn your language or like your language if it doesn't benefit you anyhow or it doesn't make your life any difficult then there isn't any reason for example i have quite a lot of zulu nguni speaking people you know and because i've lived in most of the areas for my entire life i've gotten used to the culture and the way they behave and the people and what makes the what informs their decisions and the people they are you know for, for me it's, it's, it's i can survive in the areas i visit remember this is not my space i go into their space in the habitat i go and i'm able to survive there whereas when they come into my space they are the ones that have a problem and i don't make their problems my problems in reverse I don't know if you get that. I'll I'll share a finished another dish. Sort of quite. So I was in Durban this other weekend with a friend of mine that I grew up with. So when I was in Durban though, I met a bumped into a friend of mine from Limpopo, but he's currently staying in Centurion. So we had a group of friends here. So they invited us for over for like lunch and we had to chill. So I invited him over. Imagine it's 90% of the people there are vendor and some tenner pedi. The guy was so bored. the entire time but and he eventually left you know and i he left and went back home and i said it's fine i'll catch an uber home i stayed there until the following day in the morning around 3 a.m in the morning and went back and then it's like he was bored so that was a classical example of his lack of understanding of my language can never affect my life i don't make it about the next person that he chose not to want to learn other languages and that's fine because he's been exposed to the other languages i don't blame people who has, who haven't been exposed to other languages but those that have been exposed and chose not to you shouldn't fight with them just don't make your life difficult when it's time for them to sacrifice themselves you know so this whole thing basically it's, it's for me it was just all about a survival school there is nobody who goes around learning languages because okay there are people who go around learning languages because they enjoy languages but for to say when the people hey i've heard this phrase a lot hey when the people are so multilingual they know a lot of languages yes we know a lot of languages because we have to survive 
I, I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people wouldn't even learn those languages if they didn't have to learn them. We need to survive. And we worsen the situation by saying that, as vendor people, we use this, we are multilingual, as a strength. Like, we use it as a point to prove this stereotype that we are, very, we are a very smart tribe. You know, that's not a conversation for today about Spanish or not. But that's what also propels the the argument and the stereotypes that, oh, you guys are so smart and everybody now expects you to know every other language. Even when you go into their spaces, even when they come into your spaces, they still want to, to keep that dominance of their tribe, you know, their language, because they know that you will always conform and bend, you know. And that's that's what really creates the, this whole mess. I'm really not for... I'm really not for people not wanting to learn other languages. I, I can't control the next person, but I can control my world. And I can I can define the world that I live in. I, I hope that clears all this whole mess and misunderstanding on, on language, migration, and why people do the things they do. Because... It's, this misunderstanding actually creates a lot of wars and the misunderstandings also make people view each other in a very negative way because I've literally been in spaces with quite a few tribes and different people from different cultural places and I have to say that the stereotypes, some things that are said by people are, are pushed by certain facts that exist and observational facts, if I may say. Some things are just stories and hatred. I've always heard people from the north speaking and complaining about how Nguni people treat them, you know, how Nguni people do this, how Nguni people we call the Kolas Mashangani, the Kolas Makwarekwer, and all those things. We forget that even in our own spaces, we have words, we have views and stereotypes that we also deeply in that. When we see them, we have. Uh, if you go to a group of vendor people and a guy comes in with a Zulu woman, you see, we already call him Kada Ukuliwa. You're going to be child, you know, they're going to steal your money, he's not going to come back home. So we have this negative mindset towards other tribes too. But when we go around, we go around as if we are innocent in this whole stereotypes and tribal wars. And I feel like it's something that. In order for us to move forward as different people from different areas, we need to first admit our wrongness within our own groups. Then we can be able to find solutions to say, how, can, how else can we live amongst ourselves? That I personally feel that's, that's, the, that's the angle that should be approached when you start thinking of how do we end these differences that we have amongst each other. And factually, like, to be honest, there is never going to be a time where a majority are going to have to accommodate minority. I don't think that's how life will ever work, you know. But all I think is that is create a world where you are receptive to each other. And also understand the, the setup of how the world is, you know. We're trying to unbreak and change how things are, which is fine with me. But in the meanwhile, let's just not... Personally, I feel like let's not... Let's not be difficult on each other in terms of this whole tribal thing. And I hope this conversation captures the difference from my point of view.